welcome to part two. I had a good transition. The Tanner doesn't want my transition. What is your transition? I was talking about E3. Oh, well, because, well, we still have to talk about whatever the heck else we had to talk about. We, we had, had something else. else yes, we had another thing. Oh. What were you talking about? Uh, it was Zelda. Oh, should have died. <laughs> like, legitimately. No, no, like, like, we had the Breath of the Wild theories, and then we had, we were going to talk about something else. And then... Wasn't it arms? Arms, yes. That was just somewhere. Okay. It was arms. 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 Looks great. We're gonna talk about arms. Okay, so each well, character. Zelda should have died and it would have made the story better and more meaningful. It would have. Like, <laughs> they will. We, we can discuss that too. Do we wanna do that first? Uh, okay. It's like okay. in. What was the game? Uh, Stella Glow? Stella Glow. My cousin and I had a full in depth conversation about why the most annoying character in the game, if it, she died, the story would have been significantly better. Not just because she was the annoying character, but because it, it, it would have given proper motivation, it would have uh, cut him off entirely from where he was, the main character. He was thrust into this new world, and it should have been complete. His village was turned to stone, she should have been turned to stone also. It would give him a, him a stronger, clearer motivation, a more personal thing, uh, hatred or purpose in pursuing this witch that did this and he would have been forced to find new people objectively well, the story totally objectively would have been better yeah not totally objectively but very nearly objectively quality is not a thing yeah nearly objectively it would have made the story better so and in zelda not only is she annoying and stupid and ah and the worst zelda in any zelda game i've ever played but how the heck was she alive for a hundred years not I think, only uh, okay it doesn't make sense at all that she Lived a hundred years without aging. Because her family obviously ages. Look at the king. And You're like, beardface. Ghosty beardface. <laughs> Ghosty beardface. Beard and not only did she do that, she went from near the bottom right corner of the map to the very top north part of the map to the castle straight up to Calamity while every part of Hyrule was being swarmed by guardians without getting hurt on her own. That is a good point. No one was with her. That's so infuriating that they expect us to just accept that she magicked her way through when she has no control of her powers, doesn't know how to use them at all. Ugh. Yeah, I had not thought about that, but that's where the memories put her. That's where the memories put her. It's terrible. That's the worst. <laughs> and then she lives inside a cocoon of calamity goop for a hundred years while constantly exerting herself and not aging or anything. She's uninjured. It's just the worst. So basically, she should have died, and that's why she you needed to stop Calamity Ganon, because her power was fading, her, the spirit, she gave she up her was... physical form and died, basically, so that she could use her spirit and energy to bind hold... him to the place. Yeah, to bind him to Hyrule Castle. And then, that would have made sense. Like all of the other people. The only thing in there, the only purpose of you stopping Calamity Ganon at that, with the story they gave you, was to save Zelda, one person. That was it. You could have just moved away. You could have totally ignored it for another 200 plus years. Uh, nobody cared. It was just Zelda. It was yeah. no one else. There was no real purpose. And the scale. only reason that you felt any need to save her, like Link as the character, the only reason he felt any need to save her is because, I guess there are two reasons. First, because he's Link. He's the hero. That's just what he was made to do. He's the hero. And secondly, because everybody else told him to. People get so mad at stories that are like, oh, well, he's only doing things because people told him to, this, that, and the other, and stories, and... And okay. then they totally ignore it for this because they ship Zelda and Link. It's like, first off, that's not a thing. First off, ew. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> uh, he pursues Calamity because it is still a threat to the world. And it's not Ganon. Oh, my gosh. It's not Ganon. He pursues Calamity. There's a because reason there's a difference. he is the opposition to Calamity. Mm-hmm. 
It's his purpose. And then people tell him that he was the Hylian champion. There's no evidence towards that other than what he's told. And the memories? But the Master Sword let him draw it! So it lets everyone draw it! <laughs> Who has it ever shown be unable to draw the Master Sword? Um, Link in Breath of the Wild. When you don't have enough hearts. <laughs> so, in Breath of the Wild, it's not choosing you, it's trying you. Yeah. It, it has nothing to do with who he was, it was how strong he was. It was, and that's how the White Sword works in the original Zelda, too. It's your power, not your person. Yeah, the Master Sword for every other Link, especially Twilight Princess. Oh, Twilight Princess. <laughs> the Master Sword senses the curse on him, the darkness, and it says, get away from and me. And he just yells at it, like, no! <laughs> He's like, screw you! <laughs> and he just marches up to it, and it's like, I like you! <laughs> and it expels the curse from him, giving, and... I guess it doesn't give it a physical form. It pushes it into its own physical form, pushes it out of Link, and then gives him his human form back by extension. And then, so then Link can draw the Master Sword because it accepted him, not because he was strong enough, not because it was, not because he tried enough times to pull it out and die. Um, so, Breath of the Wild's Master Sword is not the same Master Sword. The other Master Sword has separate trials, and. Uh, recognizes the person. This Not Master Sword exclusively recognizes their strength. And then it wasn't even that strong of a weapon. Like, the, the, every other Master Sword, at least if I'm thinking right, what it did was it enhanced their strength. It chose the person and then enhanced their strength. This Master Sword chose the strong guy and then it was just an eh weapon. Okay. Unless it was fighting something that it actively opposed. Okay, so... Which wasn't the monsters. It was the guardians. Yeah, it was the it, Guardians and it's Calamity. It was the Master Sword, the Sword of Evil's Bane. It's a weapon designed to hold... Okay, we'll move... Uh, to fight the Guardians with the Hero of Light's light. Mm -hmm. It glows. That's why it has to recharge. Okay, I think we talked about Link being the Hero of Light at one point. Uh, we had it in our theory. Okay, in our theory episode. So, the did we talk about how the burst of light double damage with the weapons? We didn't. Test? Okay, so the idea is that this clone, this being made specifically to fight monsters and calamity, that poofs monsters, they don't just die, they poof. He, which in the memory is shown to be false for the champion. Yes, which again, look at the story! In the ah. memories, it shows uh, the Lionels piled up. The Lionels piled and up the and the Guardians. And the Guardians the champion defeated are still there. They, you still see Guardians. They, they do don't poof. poof. They don't poof. They're still there. He killed them. He didn't Destroy them, he killed them. And so, the Hero of Light's power imbues his weapon with the power to fight the Calamity. And the Master Sword was specifically designed to fight Guardians in an ancient war, but it's enhanced even further by his power and is a strong enough weapon that it can repair itself endlessly. I'm pretty sure what happens is it shatters, and then he just he's just left with the hilt, and it just like slowly builds it back up. Yeah. Or it Iron Giants and just calls all the pieces gradually. Yeah. <laughs> Something that I just realized. But when the weapon is overwhelmed by the, not just hitting, but by the light forced into it, because these things were not designed to withstand the Hero of Light's power, they shatter into blue light. Continue. Uh, so, um, of all of the, like, it, I just was thinking about uh, different archaeology and... Hyrule and the Breath of the Wild, and I thought of the Barbarian gear, and I thought of how weird it is that Link knows how to use the paint. <laughs> and they found them in the Sheikah, that totally aren't Sheikah, trial shrines, yeah. and they would have been programmed memories how to apply this special paint to get the attack damage. Well, I was thinking that he's one of the Theron. 
Because you said that the Sheikah probably didn't even know what they were doing. Like, the Hylians didn't know what they were doing when they were using the Sheikah stuff. It's perverted minish technology. <laughs> so it could be the Theron Barbarians. They... They... My... Because... Oh, jeez, what, what is the story I'm thinking of? There's the story of this... With the this tribe, and it's a very... Tribal <laughs> tribe. Um, but they have really advanced technology. And... To One every... Piece huh? One Piece did that. I haven't seen that. Uh, One Piece. Yeah, she did um, and... So they seem like primitives, but they actually know what they're doing. Um... So... Because the barbarian armor wasn't hidden for the hero... I don't think it was, anyway. It was sealed. No one was supposed to find it, ever. <laughs> okay, they were in mazes. Very mean mazes. Mm-hmm. It was supposed... They weren't supposed to be found. They were hidden from the world. In those are the only shrines that were protected by guardians. Yeah. Specifically, guardians were watching those. Mm hmm And the barbarian... Something about the barbarian armor, the Farron tribe, the Sheikah were very afraid of. Because they were in three gigantic labyrinths with hidden walls and all this stuff as extra precautions. Are we talking about the Farron people in Twilight Princess? No. No? In Breath of the Wild, it talks about the barbarian people of the Farron region. Well, that's rude. <laughs> um, or a different part of history, or a different timeline. Yeah, I know, but still. Uh, rude. <laughs> but the... Uh, the armor was in three separate labyrinths on three corners of the world in the harshest climates they could find. One in the deserts, one in the Himalaya-type things, farm. right? Yeah. And the last was way out on an island. Yeah. It was on, a, on an island specifically thing. designed for it. And it, it wasn't just an island. It was a wall. With yeah. a labyrinth on top of a wall. Yeah. Um, okay. And then the only place that didn't have a labyrinth was the Farron region. Which is where you would normally find it. Unless the armor was taken and hidden. As far away as they could get it. <laughs> and then uh, the monks disintegrate after you find them. But they imply that you're recovering the hero's power from the spirit orbs. You know, I think they're just illusions. Maybe. <laughs> they're like, because, first off, the only thing that, like, okay, this is just me being mad at the story, but maybe it wasn't a hundred years. Maybe that's just what everybody said, because maybe it was some way to manipulate him. But maybe it was a random lady at a stable that talked about or I think maybe it was in Hatano, maybe it was at a stable, who was talking about a hundred years ago when she was a little girl. Okay. But, you know, a hundred years is a weird, I don't know. That's, a, that's an old lady. Huh. Yeah, uh, she did not look old enough to be a hundred years old. Right. So I think she was in on it. <laughs> but I mean, it probably was a hundred years, I just, I'm just mad at their story. What? The barbarian armor is found in the same regions as the leviathan bones. Ah, the leviathans! Why didn't they do something with those? They were the yeah. best part. The giant skulls and the leviathan bones, and that could have been so much better than the story we had. Yeah. I want him. Okay, just forget everything they have planned. I would throw away all the DLC they have planned if they just do story for the giant bones everywhere. Yeah. Just trash everything. <laughs> and you go underground and into a similar place as Subrosia in Holodrum. And you go around, and there are these giants every once in a while in caverns, and you have to go find what happened. That would be pretty awesome. It would be so cool, but instead, they're like, mm. <laughs> uh. All right. The paint and the barbarian armor may or may not have, nan have nanites in it. Um, 
like in Generator X. The uh, Barbarian Armor allows a normal weapon so much strength to cut Guardians. Just saying. <laughs> um, and it's always and it's made of bone and always near found near a giant skeleton. How many Leviathan skeletons were there in? Four, three? three. One in, in the, the cave. Cave region. One, one in the, in the Gruel region. And one north of Elden Mountain, right next to the island with the last piece of armor. And there are other giant skeletons, but only those three are counted as leviathans. Yeah, well... For the quest, anyways. The others fishy. could be leviathans, but... They're yeah, the skull rocks are kind of different. Yeah. Which they also don't have a backstory for that uh -uh. they explain. There are just random skulls everywhere. And giant rib cages. And then also, if the blood moon is caused by Calamity Ganon, then all the monsters that spawn for it are infected with the Calamity Malice. So the Master Sword should work against them. If, if the that... description you were given is accurate. But it doesn't, so the description is not accurate. And even if you don't consider those ones touched by Calamity, the silver ones, it specifically says they were touched by Calamity. Yeah, they're mutated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work against that. So he has the phase on mutating the space pirates and... Metroid. Metroid Prime, anyways. Um, but, so, they... So, there's so many things in there that contradicts the lore that we're given, meaning that people don't actually know what they're talking about. So I'm hoping that all of it is a lie... Like, they have, gonna overhaul enough, their they have the tools to make a great story. They do. They have so much potential, but they just keep wasting it everywhere. Ribbit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, more gripes about Breath of the Wild. Again, we love the game, but the story just... It could be... And we're not just complaining. We're talking about what could have been as well, so I don't feel too bad. Yeah. I don't feel like we're just complaining. I feel like we're trying to give actual input. We're trying to really critique it, not just <laughs> it. So, arms looks so cool. Yeah. People... Oh my gosh. No one... Okay, people looked at it when it was announced, and they're like, oh, we fit... We sports boxing again. And no, the game's barely about the punching. It's all footwork. Mm -hmm. The game centers around your footwork and your mobility and your prediction skill. Because if you just stand there hitting, you never charge your punches, and you don't deal the damage that you could. Plus, if you dodge a punch, they're open. Yeah. It's, it's all about mobility and footwork, and it looks amazing. Best strategy, two guardians. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so wrong. Let's try, like, no guardian. No, the guardian seems like it's a high-level thing. Like, if you can use it right, then it is one of probably the best weapons in the game to use in tandem in with something else. Because it's a shield, and you can't attack with it. It gets so many hits before it stops. Really um, it's pretty great. DNA uh, Man, or Helix in the English version, is apparently has a very high skill floor to be good at him. PBG likes playing with him, but he sucks. He sucks, he he sucks with Helix. Chicken lips. <laughs> he moves and talks like a chicken, and he has lips. Chicken lips. Yeah. Um, but, so... I think it's funny. What, one of his special abilities is that he can, like, go up and dodge from side to side with just his body without moving, so he has higher ground, and he can... And one of his weapons is a bouncy thing. The blorb. Blorb. And so... He, he does seem like it's a very high skill cap for him. Cause it's also a high skill floor. Yeah. It is. The difficulty curve goes is very high. I it's, think the one I'm going to try to get good with is Min Min. She looks cool. Yeah. Um, her, her ability is she has a kick when she's being mobility stuffs. Like when she's dodging in the air and jumping around, uh, then she can kick punches away, and they drop to the ground, and then she can punch them because they're open. Um, so that's... That is a really cool thing. Yeah. Very useful. Um, Spring Man. Uh, I, I don't know who I would be. Uh, Twintel's ability is pretty cool. She, she just weirds me out. Yeah, she has actual arms. It's freaky. 
She does not belong in that game. Uh -uh. She's so out of place. Um, well, she's an actor. Maybe they're just prosthetic. <laughs> she's she's she part of a fancy sitcom. to her head. <laughs> Prosthetics on her. Uh, she's part of a fancy sitcom about a strange rate, a strange branching of humans with actual with skinny little arms that don't stretch. It's it is the blockbuster of the century. Though. <laughs> please make that a thing, Nintendo. Please, 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 please make that a thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I think I would go with either Minden or Ribbon Girl. I mean, I'm gonna try all of them, so who knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, Ribbon Girl's air dominance is crazy. We can't say for certain until we actually play it, but that's just not guessing be... off of watching other people play is not always accurate. Uh-uh. Um, Kid Cobra looks really cool, too. Yeah. Ninjara, his ability is a dodge, so you can basically counter. It's a su think substitute, like in Naruto, except just a little bit to the side instead of behind him. And Kid Cobra, apparently, is one of the very, very few people to be born with the arms. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's weird that they have lore, right? Did the other, how did the others get it? They just wake up one day and they have them. That's really weird. Except Mechanica, who built her suit. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and then Fight and Bark is... Robots. Yeah. And Master Mummy is a mummy. And DNA Man is a chicken lips. <laughs> I think he was supposed to be a science experiment. Yeah, his stage is a lab. <laughs> with other DNA Mans in tubes. Yeah, so... Uh, so that one looks really fun. Uh, we, we've it mostly been talking about the more. characters more than the gameplay. Well, because that's what... I don't know. We talked a um, bit about the gameplay. Well, because the, the gameplay is pretty like... straightforward. Uh, you can punch. You can curve your punches. Your punches go out. There are a bunch of different weapons. Charge them up to make them deal more damage by being mobile. And you can jump and dodge and beat them up. There mm -hmm. you go. That, that's the gameplay. But it's... But Except of course better. It's, but, I mean, it's Nintendo, so they have their twist on it. They have their spin. And Nintendo always does wonderful with their spins. I love the Nintendo spins on traditional gameplay. Like, um, Metroid Prime was an FPS game. They took it to a... Different they took it in a different direction. And it wasn't by Nintendo, but it was super, remember it was supervised by Nintendo. They ran things by the executives before they put them in. Yeah, so, and so they took it in a completely different direction, and I love the direction the that they took it. The stand visor came from a conversation with Miyamoto. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, it spawned from it. It wasn't like, he didn't tell him to do that, but the conversation is what sparked the conversation that made the scan visor thing. And a lot of people complain about the scan visor, but I thought it was a really clever way to put in all the lore without you needing to go find it. Yeah, it, it was, was just a... It was the plot was bad guys go get him. Got it. <laughs> bad guys kill him. Got it. That was that's the plot. That is the plot of Metroid Prime Series. Necessary plot, and then you can dig into Murdering the lore. Brains. Yeah, you can. You can. <coughs> I almost said you can murder equals brains. Thank you, very, <laughs> thank you so much for that. Um, but you can add on to the lore or add on to the story with the lore instead of this, then the other. But so having it forced down your throat. Yeah, there we go. I say this, then the other when I know what I want to say, but can't think of what to say. So when I say this, then the other, no, most of the time Paris will fill in for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm still not quite sure how I feel about... Uh, we've been told to not say people's names, so... Redhead, who lives in California. Local Redhead. She was talking to our brother, and she was... I, he was talking to her and said... He was just goofing around with a chicken and like, What's wrong? And I responded and said... Well, she's hearing chickens talk to her, that's something. And so we laughed, and then she, local redhead was like, uh, See, Paris, you can make a joke, a, quietly make a joke from across the room, and Paris will show up to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> and so I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> oh, good stuff. However, I'm not sure if I'm thinking of local well, head, redhead being the right person. Okay, you're the person. Yonce. Oh, okay, yes, I am thinking of local redhead as the right person. Yes. Well, Paris is the person that when a friend posted a bunch of paradoxes on Facebook... <laughs> I got banned. <laughs> got 
because I unraveled all of them. Okay, so we are now at the one hour mark. Um, thank you for listening to part two. Uh, same stuff as at the end of part one. Rating, review, support us on Patreon if you can. Uh, we'll see you in part three, hopefully. Gonna talk a bit more about arms. Okay, so I'm gonna get water.